We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome to another all-new episode of Come On Down, the game show podcast that is nominated for three daytime pod potties. 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 Yeah. And we did want to thank That's the national... That's when my niece goes to the bathroom. Right. So um, we got nominated for three bathroom times. Yes. Exactly, okay. Exactly. She's not allowed to listen to the show because she's four. Right. But, but if you were to ask her, how do you feel about the podcast, she would say, three potties. Yes. Exactly. So, uh, welcome to an all-new episode. I'm John Baker. I'm Jonathan Motney. And today we're going to be talking about a game show that, actually, this is we've talked about some UK game shows before. This originated in the UK as well. We'll probably be talking more about the US version because we're better than them. Um, at American accents. No, they're better at American accents. Oh, than that's right. Are, they can honestly. flip easier. Yeah, I just meant like freedom. Oh, uh, okay. Right. And money. Ours, you get more money. Anyway, uh, The Chase is the game show, and it's recently been brought back on ABC, I believe. Not Dave. Not Dave. Um, you know, there are only a few shows that can be up to the quality bar of being on a network called Dave. Mm -hmm. This isn't quite there, I don't think. Right. It's close. But isn't there an actual important. show called Dave? Is there? Right. Um, Little Dicky. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the little Dave show. Dave should be on Dave. Dave. Oh, in, maybe in the UK it is because it's on FX here. Okay. So maybe in the UK, Dave picked up the broadcast Dave. rights nice. for Dave. That would be fun. Anyway, I think we have a sponsor to get us going. We do. You sent me over. Uh, and the sponsor sent it to me, and I sent it to you. All right, I just opened it up. It's called karmasutra.docx. Is that mm -hmm. right? Is that the right file? Yeah. Okay. I just, it's a strange name. Right. So I, Correct. Okay. All right. I'll go ahead and get it started because it says I have the first line. The typical American male has only one apology stance. It usually includes puppy dog eyes, pleading, and sometimes tears. If you want to keep your relationship afloat, you're going to need some new tactics, especially if you mess up a lot or have a sex addiction. <laughs> From the creators of the Kama Sutra comes the Karma Sutra. Okay, I, I was confused about the spelling in mm -hmm. the document. Okay, mm -hmm. yes. The universe has a way of evening out transgressions, and with this helpful book, you can be ready to ask for forgiveness in a fresh new way. Some of the forgiveness poses include the weeping snake. This pose is performed by laying flat down on the ground and wiggling back and forth while profusely crying. I'm actually very good at this. Are you good? Yeah. I'm good at that one. If there isn't a puddle of tears on your floor, then you're not advanced enough. A more amateur pose is the praying man tiss. The poser gets on his knees and bends his arms similar to a praying mantis's. He then lightly claws at his lover's clothing. 
All while praying. How do, what's a praying mantis? Hand? Not this. It's not this. Not praying. this. The praying mantis have those like T Rex oh, yeah. long oh, arms. Yeah, well, they're longer. Like I can't do that. For the visual, for the non-visual listeners, Baker put his hands up in a praying motion, praying. as if to th- <laughs> praying ask man for forgiveness. Praying man. <laughs> praying mantis. Okay, so it's hooked down. Correct. And then you claw at your lover's Lightly. clothing. Yes. All while praying for, for forgiveness. forgiveness. So Correct. Please God. So maybe it's for... more of like this. Okay, see, that, you can see why I was confused. Uh, no, I don't. And the most advanced pose is guaranteed to get you total forgiveness, the turtle release. I don't know if I want to keep reading, but after laying flat on their back and mimicking a helpless flipped turtle, mm-hmm. complete voiding of... Okay. Complete voiding of the bowels commences. There is no other forgiveness pose more helpless and pathetic than this and chances that your lover will take pity on you are very high. I don't Ooh. know about I don't even. I think that's the end. <laughs> Come on down, listeners. Get the Ringo Dingo pose outlined for free when they use the code MISOSORRY at checkout. That's just, it's got racist all of a sudden. The Ringo Dingo pose incorporates um, improv. Uh, it incorporates drumming. And uh, it, but it's an Australian thing okay. as well, right? Um, so you're drumming, mm-hmm. but you're also hopping up and down <laughs> at the same time while you're air drumming, like a kangaroo, like a dingo. Oh, like a dingo, right? Right. And then if you if you and your lover that you're apologizing to mm-hmm. have a child together, <laughs> you eat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, uh, Karma Sutra. Just because you fuck around doesn't mean you have to fuck up the apology. Wow, that's. A it seems pretty specific to the sex addiction addiction part. It said for other things, but also. Yeah, this sounds like something that Tiger Woods would mm. have um, needed to sign up for after getting in some trouble with Edelin, his wife. Yeah. Which one do you think would be best for him? Which pose? <laughs> I'm. I guess the turtle one. <laughs> Is voiding his bowels all yeah. over the himself. Uh, you know. Anyway, thank you to Karma Sutra. Yeah. For whatever that was. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about a game show called The Chase, mm. as we said. So The Chase, it started in 2009 in the UK on ITV. Okay. Which um, isn't Dave. It's a different network called itv they have like six channels in the uk as far as i can tell they have itv bbc bbc2 bbc3 bbc4 no channel 4 they just call that one channel 4 right because why would you call it bbc4 that's all i know about. it's too confusing if yeah it's the fourth you can't go BBC. more than three it's uh you know i think like scientists or um I don't know what you would call them. People who study like writing and stuff like that. Linguists, linguistic. Yeah, maybe Ling- studies. Yeah, but more specifically, like the written word, mm-hmm. have have uh, realized that the human brain basically, once things get to more than three, they it's you can't instantly distinguish. Like you can instantly distinguish one, two, and three mm-hmm. of an object from each other. Right. But once you get to four, five, six, seven, you have to like take your time and count. You can't just, it doesn't immediately flash in your brain like this is the number. So that's why in, uh, in most alphabets, mm-hmm. you'll notice that like one, two, and three 
are generally like one line, two lines connected, three lines connected, like in the Arabic alf- alphabet, you know? You, nope. So in our alphabet, that's the okay. er, numbers in number system. Okay. Uh, like one is one line. Two is basically two lines connected to each other without lifting your pen. And yeah. three is basically the same thing. Three lines. And then four, Sideways, but. four, you start getting all weird. It's because, and same thing with Roman numerals. It's a triangle with a Roman tail. numerals, you go one line, two lines, three lines. And then when you get to four, you go to IV instead mm-hmm. of doing the four. Right. Because that's where our brain can't process it anymore. So that's why when BBC was coming up with their channels, they said people cannot possibly process a BBC four. Right. It's channel four. That makes sense. I believe that's the science behind it. That makes sense. Um, you said science multiple times in the description, so mm-hmm. I imagine I it's yeah. Said, you did say math, yeah. and so I can't argue it to with be it. true. So the chase started in 2009 on ITV, on in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting game show because you are not competing against the other contestants on the show. You are competing alongside the other contestants on the show against an outside force. Yeah, some asshole smart guy. Yes, exactly. So they're, that person who are you, you are competing against is called the chaser, and they are chasing you, the contestants. Yeah. In the original BBC version, there are, and this show is still airing on the BBC currently, um, there are four contestants competing against the chaser, mm-hmm. which contrary to popular belief is not a shot glass filled with pickle juice, which is a common misconception. A pickle back. Is that what you call that? Right. And a chaser could be water or anything that is that was also not my as disgusting. Was it really? Yeah. Why? Uh, there was one time I in gym class, mm-hmm. we were running and a pickle fell out of the back of my shorts and people just started calling me that. I don't know why. From that situation, they called you Chaser. No, Pickleback. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I was gonna. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. Also, that's the nicest nickname I've heard from that specific situation. You've heard about that. I'd say maybe like. A lot. I would say maybe like, like maybe um, Pickle Pooper. Pickle Pooper seems like easier uh, to it's say. Just a little and also, amateur. I don't know. When I'm sorry, when did this happen to you? I was 14. <laughs> and you had the pickle in your pocket because did you squeeze it with your butt cheeks all day to make your like butt look real nice and tight? I like my pickles a little warm. And you, the place that you put them what's is the warmest, your butt. What's the warmest place you can store a pickle to warm it up? I don't know, an armpit probably. Yeah, but think about how much you're moving your arms around. You're not moving your butt around that much. Oh my anyway, god. Anyway, oh my god. The chase uh, it was four contestants against the chaser, who is basically a very smart, good at trivia person. A human. Yes, a human that is very smart and good at trivia. Mm-hmm. And so the, I think it started in the UK originally. There were two potential chasers who were Mark Labette and Sean Wallace. Mm. And over the years, their roster of chasers has grown to six now. Whoa. So there are six potential chasers that you can face off against. Um, and they all have a weird little uh, nickname. Oh, it's like thundery outside thundery. right now. This is going to set quite the mood. This for is this, Bo's first thunder, so this, we might hear some uh, more barks in the background, oh, which yeah. we got some lovely barks last Did we? Episode. I didn't. I didn't we uh, did. Uh, and I noticed that you actually edited some barks in, and I don't really know why you did that. But Well, I, it just felt like with only a few barks there, it's like, what were we really 
going for there? What, what were we trying to okay. accomplish? Yeah. With those, you know, if we if we were able to firm it up a little bit, I you think wanted a fuller, a little, more, a little more texture, longer theme. Yeah, as throughout exactly. the episode. Okay. So all of these people have like a, a, a cute little nickname. Mm. Um, like Mark Labette was the Beast. That's a cute nickname. I mean, compared to Mark. Oh, okay. I guess I don't know. Uh, Sean Wallace was the Dark Destroyer. Uh, I was a little troubled by that one because he, he was the only black guy. And oh no, <laughs> I, know, I don't know where his nickname came from, but it felt a little uncomfortable to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, there was also the Governess, the Sinner Man, which is weird and redundant. Also, all men sin. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's redundant. Mm-hmm. The Vixen and the Menace. Are the, are the six okay. chasers on the? You know what version. this reminds me of. I, I imagine that if you were to find a group of D and D players, and the guy, the dungeon master, probably has a nickname, self-given nickname like that, the Sinner Man, right? Or yeah. maybe I, I imagine the the Dark Destroyer does sound very much. I feel like that guy could get a uh, promotional deal with Pillsbury. Or um, Cinnabon, the Sinner Man. Yeah, <laughs> the Sinner Man. Yeah, you can you can get a Sinner Man role. Is like it's the special. It's the Travis Scott yeah. item. Of, yeah. of Cinnabon. Is it's the, like the Sinner Man role. The opposite of Slender Man. It's like a nice, welcoming, inviting, uh-huh. fat guy or thing filled with icing, just kind of dripping off the sides. I like it. Um, Cinnabon. If you need any marketing, um, outside help. Mm-hmm. So consulting. Here. Consulting. That's the word I was thinking of. Yeah, Thank you. We gotcha. So Bradley Walsh is the host of this show. He's that okay. sounds very He's a British UK-ish. Guy. Yeah. So, so the way the game works basically is there you've got your four contestants that starts out with a cash builder round. Uh, and you've got 60 seconds per person mm-hmm. in the cash builder. So one person starts out. The host begins asking questions. The 60 seconds starts, and you try to answer as many of them as possible in the 60 seconds. You can pass if you don't know right away to just get to another question because, again, you've only got 60 seconds. Yeah. In this version, it was a thousand pounds per question that you get right. A thousand pounds of what? Uh, All right. And that has been the chase, and that is the <laughs> final episode of our podcast. We're doing this and new our thing. Friendship. We're doing this new thing where the first bad joke ends the entire episode. <laughs> uh, and we made it 14 minutes, which is 14 minutes longer than we've made it every other time we tried this. <laughs> so you get a thousand pounds per correct answer for your 60 seconds. You then take however many pounds or dollars that you've won in the cash builder. Over to the chaser, mm. and you do a head-to-head chase. And he's sitting atop. He's this sitting mountain. at the top of a thing with a big LCD screen in between you, yeah. basically. And your monetary value that you've won is placed five steps away on this ladder mm-hmm. from you or your bank, basically. Um, at and the chaser is three steps behind that. So what you're trying to do now is you get multiple choice questions, which you both answer simultaneously. Uh, you've got five seconds to answer these multiple choice questions, lock in your answer. 
If you get it correct, you move down one step of the ladder towards your bank. But? But if the beast get it, get, or not, not necessarily the beast, but could be, probably, the chaser. Right. If the chaser gets it right, he also moves one step further down. If you miss it and he gets it right, he's one step closer to you now. And if he catches up to you, you are eliminated from the show. That money disappears. Right. He gobbles up your money. Right. Or she, because there are some female chasers as well. What was her nickname? There the was vixen? the vixen and the governess. The governess, okay. Um, so, but before this all starts, the chaser will also give you two offers for different amounts of money. Whoa. So, say you've banked 10,000 pounds. Right. I have banked 10,000 pounds. That starts five steps away from you, three steps away from the chaser. Mm-hmm. However, they might also offer you 2,000 pounds but it's one step closer to you and one step further away from them. So you need to answer one fewer question and they need to answer one more question that you miss in order to catch you. So it's easier okay. for you. Deal. Um, so I just take that 2000 and walk away. Or no, you got to get four questions, right? So, oh. or they may offer you 50,000 pounds, but it's one step further away from you and one step closer to them. So they only need to make up two spots to take all your money and eliminate you, and you need to get six correct answers in order to bank that money. Wow. I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Bankers. Correct. Yes. Wow. Yes. I didn't. I really didn't think you were going to get it right, but you just nailed it. You yeah. came right out. I did all the research, but you were able to... That's uh-huh. impressive. Yeah, thank I'm you. honestly impressed. Yeah. So that's the way you are trying to build up your money if you are risky or just very smart you think you can successfully get all you know six questions right before you miss two that the chaser gets right you might take the bigger dollar prize to, or pound prize yeah. in the uk version to uh to try and pull that back or if you're trying to be more conservative you might take the smaller amount they do give you kind of the opportunity to talk it over with your other contestants yeah. before deciding what to do, mm-hmm. uh, which has its pluses and minuses. Because, for example, if you're the last one to go and the other people have succeeded, say, and built a decent bank, and you did poorly in the cash builder round they might not want you on their team going forward. <laughs> right. Uh, especially because the money at the end gets divided three ways yeah. or four ways or two ways or whatever. They might not want to split it with another person. So Ooh. they might uh, strategically tell you to take the harder one, hoping that you'll fail. fail. Or if you do succeed, then you get more money to divide by taking the harder one. Sometimes, Also, the- it's just more fun to watch people fail. Yeah, that's true. Also, sometimes the chaser for the for the easier one might make a negative offer, uh, in which case oh, your wow. teammates definitely don't want you in in that scenario, because you're taking money away and then adding a third or fourth person to yeah. divide it between. So they definitely might be against you taking it, but you might just say, "I want to." These guys seem smart. I want to get in there and yeah. get some of that money. So you might take the negative offer, hoping that it's easier for you to get into oh, the sneaky. final chase. So from there, however many people advance, so in the UK version, there's four contestants. So one to four people can make it to the final chase. Yep. However many people make it, um, 
you are given the point total of the number of people that have made it so far yep. to start. So if it's just one of you, you start with one step. If there's four of you, you start with four steps. Mm -hmm. And now you have two minutes, and it's much like the cash builder round where it's rapid fire, question and answer, no multiple choice or anything. Yes. Um, <clears throat> to answer as many questions correctly as you can in this two minutes. Yeah. Um, and if there are more than one person, you have a buzzer and you have to buzz in. And only the person who buzzed in can give the answer and there's no discussion Amongst right. yourselves. It's like Jeopardy, but on steroids. Because it's super, super fast. And except you're not competing against each other. Right. And you're also not have to answer in a question form. Uh-huh. And also Alex Trebek is not there. And it's not called Jeopardy. But everything else... In the fact that there are questions and answers. Okay, so questions, answers, and buzzer, I guess, is the closest. Those are, yeah. Those, okay. All those things make it just like, like Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Right. And so you're trying to get as far up this ladder or whatever as you can, as many spaces. Not so much a ladder as it is a it's, sideways. It's sideways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, you're basically just trying to get as many questions right as you possibly can. You want a buffer. You want a buffer in between right. you and the chaser. Right. Because then what happens is after your two minutes are up, however many spaces you're able to move over. Now it is the job of the chaser who has two minutes to try and catch up to you. And so they obviously don't get any of the head starts of the number of people. They start at zero, whereas you might have started anywhere from one to four. Mm -hmm. The chaser now is trying to, if you, so you, you had all four people, you got 16, correct. You've got 20. So now the chaser has to get 20 in two minutes. Yeah. The twist with this is if the chaser misses or passes a question, which there's no penalty for missing or passing when, the contestants are going. Yeah. But if the chaser misses or passes, time freezes in the in the whole in the world. Oh my god. Yes. They've created a technology uh -huh. specifically for this game show right. where time freezes in the world. Okay. Aside from inside of this oh, so the studio. Outside of everything the studio, else is, yeah, everything right. is frozen. Because actual time is frozen at this point in time. Okay. But because the contestants have to participate, they're not frozen. Okay, and what's the technology of that? Um, the Large Hadron Collider. Uh -huh. um, it's called a Quarksel. <laughs> it's something that they found in there. And so with the Quarksel... Something they found in there? Yeah. In not the something that they the produced? Large, no, in the Large Hadron Collider. Well, they didn't know about Quarksels is what I'm saying. Okay, I see. They they discovered the Quarksel and uh -huh. they learned that if you take... Is the, it Quarksel or Quartzel? Quarksel. So like Quartz? No, Quarksel. <laughs> Okay. So Quarksel. Yep. So what they do is when they take the Quarksel mm -hmm. um, and they have the time limiter. and Oh, what's the time limiter? The time limiter is discovered by Stephen Hawking. Okay. And if, if you rotate the Quarksel mm -hmm. counterclockwise okay. around a time limiter, right. then it's going to freeze time. Normally a Quarksel rotates in, in just normal situations clockwise around, right. okay. around a time limiter. Uh, so once you reverse that, the polarity there, mm -hmm. then you're going to be getting a time freeze situation. Okay. I bet your eighth grade science teacher is so smart that you memorized words from the class, but didn't really understand what they meant. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so, so time freezes uh, when the chaser misses a question. And now the contestants have the opportunity. They can discuss for a second the correct answer to the question. And if they 
are able to provide the correct answer to the question that the chaser missed, the chaser then moves back a step before time starts again yeah. and they continue. So you're trying to push them back as they're gaining on you. That's kind of one advantage that you have as the contestants. If the chaser just catches you in time, uh, you lose. Nobody, Sucks. nobody Bye. wins anything. Bye. Thanks for the ratings on the TV. Basically. Um, but if they don't catch you in time, you the remaining contestants divide up the bank. Mm. And that's the show. Wow. The chasers are very good and smart, like I said before, yeah. is what makes it intriguing. Um, but there's also no proof that they're getting these right. What do you mean? <laughs> like they just sit up top and they just go, what did the chaser answer? And it just bleeps what the chaser answered. Who knows if the chaser... Because they rarely have to explain if they knew it, how they knew it, why they knew it. Right, but couldn't you just like look it up in an encyclopedia or something? No, I'm yeah, I'm sure you can. But there's like I want to see a camera angle of the chaser answering the question. Because I don't want to get tricked again. We started this podcast with being tricked, duped, like dummy idiots. But we do see them answering the question. I don't understand what you're saying. What? We just watched them sit up atop this iron mountain. Right. And they just, I, I don't see them answer anything. It just flashes. What did, what, did the, what did the chaser answer? And it just lights up. Oh, you mean in the head-to-head yeah, portion the of final. it? Got it. Um, Think about it. The chaser could have just, what if the chaser answered it wrong, but they're like, oh, we need to be closer. And they answered it. Because the chaser, you, you, you saw this say, too. You could say that Matt, about any Matt LeBlanc, Matt LeBlanc or Matt whatever. Matt LeBet. Le, Matt LeBet. Mark LeBet. <laughs> <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. Could you imagine if Joey was the chaser? <laughs> he would be so would good be at Jeopardy. They would so much money. How you doing? No, <laughs> uh, we, we get it. You can do the question part, but that's not the answer. Well, a lot of the times it was a little strange to me. He would just stare there we go and how did the chaser answer see correct and he would just stare and they would go on to the next one yeah in the american version the guy has a quip or something yeah, to say after yeah each I agree. One. so so what i like so the, like we said it's been on the itv in the uk for a while it premiered in the u.s on the game show network in 2013 a a new version of it it's in this version it was hosted by Brooke Burns. Mm. Um, she was on like Baywatch Hawaii. Okay, and, that makes sense for this show. Some things. But anyway, and in this Game Show Network US version, the only chaser ever is the Beast, Mark Labette. And mm. also in this Game Show Network version, he is only ever referred to as the Beast. Okay. They... Don't ever say that his name is Mark Labette. Um, Brooke Burns always just refers to him as Beast or Beastie or something like that. <laughs> I felt like Brooke and the Beast had a pretty good rapport, which mm -hmm. really helped the U.S. version. Because what I also liked was he was pretty mean. Okay. Uh, especially when he's doing like the offers for... Um, the the lower and higher yeah. values that you yeah. could have in the head-to-head -head chase portion. He he was pretty insulting or like after they would do the cash builder, they'd be like, Beast, what did you think of that performance there? And he was like, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty pathetic, honestly. <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. And 
I don't think this team wants you moving on to be with them. <laughs> like, you, he would be pretty a, a comic insult guy, mm-hmm. basically. We're talking on the same level as you're the weakest link? Similar, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but he, like, you're the weakest link. Like, she just was reading stuff. This guy actually knows answers so i feel like there's a bit more level of impressiveness there but also a bit more level of arrogance there because he's like i'm so much smarter than you yeah god I'm, yeah god i'm fucking genius oh my mom is so proud and they actually caught him saying that because they had a, a hot mic <laughs> yeah. at one point. it was a weird it was a weird there was a controversy yeah because his mom was not that proud it right out. um and also i think what happened too is their relationship soured as he got older because she was then known as mrs beast and she was <laughs> yeah, not mrs. Beast. So I tried to figure out, I was like, why was he called the Beast? Like, where, where did that come from? Basically, just la bête in French is how you say the Beast. Okay. Um, what does LeBlanc mean in French? The white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Matt the White yeah. is his name. Uh-huh. Accurate. Well, yeah, it's very accurate. Um, and so the Beast, Mark LeBette, he also was kind of a pretty big, imposing figure. So it worked it, on a couple levels. It worked on a couple levels, exactly. Yeah. Um, the the other difference in the Game Show Network one, there's only three contestants instead of the four that are in the UK. And in the Cash Builder, each question is worth five thousand dollars. Wow, which is better than a thousand pounds. Right. Um, but otherwise, the conceit of the game was exactly the same. Like I said, I felt like Brooke and the Beast had a good fun. I rapport. want to see that Disney movie. Brooke and the, the Beast. Beast. <laughs> uh, I think that's their next live action remake. What do you think it is? It's a guy that when he gets trivia questions wrong, he turns into an actual like werewolf. Yeah, he turns people into clocks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the same technology with the Quarksels, just used a little differently. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, so this was how I was first introduced to the show because it's been on Netflix the uh, the Game Show Network. Congrats on 200 million subscribers, by the way. Netflix has that. Mm-hmm. Thank you um, for the congratulations. And their most li- recent quarterly uh, reportings. Oh yeah, I saw that they were up by like 18 percent after the those earnings. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to our investment podcast. Come on down. Here's where some we root really for good... stocks to come on. Down. We're we're short investors. We're rooting for <laughs> stocks to come on down. Yeah. We just spread gossip about different companies <laughs> yeah. and hope it catches on. Yeah. Did you know that Netflix? Uh, raped someone the actual service netflix did yeah and then they made a documentary about it Uh uh-huh so what was the documentary called it was called netflix Netflix and and not chill all right same page um so (laughs) this aired for four seasons pretty short though 51 episodes total across those four seasons on the game show network from 2013 to 2015 Mm -hmm. um and like i said at least a lot of it has been on Netflix since that time. This is a show that I think I discovered on Netflix. My wife and I watch it. We both enjoy it. I like seeing... Does she truly like trivia stuff as much as you do? Not nearly as much as okay, I, I this is one say, of the, this is Yeah, no. This is one of the things that is like kind of like rare that like I'm that we found and both enjoy. Okay. Uh, I mean, she, and she like, she'll watch like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune and stuff. Um, but mostly like she's six, like the five food groups of right. TV, like, um, murder, mm-hmm. the office, mm-hmm. 
Parks and Rec? Um, no. Murder okay. the Office. Um, fat people who say they want to lose weight but don't actually try to do anything. My 600-pound life. Yes. Um, foreign brides. And catfish. <laughs> she still watches catfish? Or are you saying yeah. those are the five food groups of... Yeah, and she watches all five of those. Wow. Uh, yeah, she still watches catfish for okay. sure. I watch it with her sometimes. I, I, I think I, it can that, be enjoyable. Catfish, it got old after one season. Um, the same thing happens yeah, over and over Yeah, but now they do it on Zoom because of the... So worse? Yeah, well, I think... Is it all, as entertaining as the... No, not for sure. But the I think what this season of Catfish, where they've been in quarantine and doing it on Zoom, has proved kind of uh, how much fake work they did on the previous seasons because they would travel around the country and contacting these people and all this stuff, but they're able to do it in like one day over zoom <laughs> now. Yeah. So it kind of proves how easy it was to find all of these. So MTV was like, you what, were what screwing we, our budget. Yeah, for the, so why long. were we giving you all this money? <laughs> um, Okay, because yeah. I, I, the dichotomy of breaking the barrier of the interwebs by doing the face-to-face -face was, you know, created the tension. And right, the, now they just do it over Zoom. Yeah. Uh, we Which got catfished once. We did get catfished. Yeah. Uh, Our friend's fake hot cousin or... Friend. Friend. Ex-friend or something. So, okay, quick, quick story. We had a friend. I'm going to call her Jessica because that's our default girl default name. Default girl name. So Jessica was a friend of ours. This is probably like 2004. Yeah. Um, we were in high school. We were like 17 or 18. And horny as hell. Hey, man, speak for yourself. I was hornier. <laughs> um, and so our friend, I believe this this is weird because it's, this started with you. Mm -hmm. um, she told you about her friend... Do you remember what her name was? No. It was like Lexi or something like that, let's say. It was kind of a trashy right. name like that. <laughs> well, sorry, Lexi. Sorry, Lexicon. Um, but so it was it was some name like that. She was like, yeah, my friend. She like showed you pictures of her or something and then gave you her AOL screen name. Yeah. So you sure it was senior year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. AOL screen name. I yeah. feel like I wasn't using AOL. No, I was still using AOL until like 2013 or something. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe it was. Um, and so you were like messaging back and forth with her or whatever. I was flirting hard. Right. And I felt like I was crushing it because I was getting great responses. I thought, I thought you were crushing it too. Thank I, you. I was very proud of you. Wait, and were you the, don't worry about it. And so, <laughs> and so then, uh, she kind of just like disappeared and stopped responding yeah. at, at a certain point. I think, wasn't it when we were trying to meet? Yeah. So, so like she wouldn't meet whatever. And then she started talking to me like a month or two after that, this Lexi did on AOL. Yeah. And I was like asking for her phone number and she wouldn't give me her phone number. And then, so I asked Jessica for her phone number uh -huh. and she was like, she was very weird about it. Like it made her uncomfortable. Like she was like, no, we had a big falling out. Like she's bad news. You don't want to talk to her. <laughs> Don't please stop talking to her. Like she's bad news for me. Please stop talking to her. And I was like, this is really weird. And, and I, you say, um, excuse me. Do you know how horny I am right now? Yeah, yeah. And so obviously I kept talking to her. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it was just like general chat for the most part. It yeah. was, like it wasn't. There was no like 
sexting or anything right. like that, at least for me, I don't know about you, uh, I don't in, think so. involved in this. It was just kind of like general chat, getting to know you type of thing. And then I was like, so, whoops, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll censor that in the edit. <laughs> I'll censor that. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica told me. Uh-huh. That you guys got in a big fight. Like, what's that all about? Whatever. And she's like, yeah, she's a bitch. Don't you think she's a bitch? <laughs> like, all this stuff. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I think I was talking to both of them at the same time. And you you could see, like, your buddy is typing. Uh-huh. That's what it would always say. Yes. And I started to realize that Jessica and Lexi, or whatever her name was, were never typing at the same time. Like, I would write things to both of them and send them like back to back and one would respond and then the other would start typing and i was like this is very fishy was this before or after you used the same tactic on me used the same tactic yeah do you remember i was like no i cat i tried to catfish you playing this asshole talking shit trying to get you to fight and what yeah (laughs) did you really yeah and it was me and you did the same thing you were like yeah, I know this is Monty because you both don't type at the same time. Really? No, I, like, <laughs> I don't even remember that. To okay. Be with you. Yeah, me either. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, so I was like, I was like, oh my god, this is obviously her. Like, and this was before catfishing was a word. We certainly never Not used thing. that term. Um, this phenomenon didn't ex- exist in the public public consciousness yet. Yeah. But it was I happening. Was like, it just. I was no- like, hey, I mean, this is obviously her. Like this girl doesn't exist this is weird um and then i think we just kind of like stopped talking about it and dropped it and kind of maintained a bit maybe a more distant friendship with jessica yeah at that point um so years go by like i said this was 2004 yeah 2011 i reach out on facebook to jessica i hadn't talked to her in a while uh but after senior year for some reason or another our high school had hired me to produce a rules video for the first oh, day of school. Yeah, that's right. And this was a very, very bad idea for our high school to do um, because of me and especially who I was at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And they, because they gave me direction, like, yeah, hey, we just need to, like, you know, get the rules across. Here's the rules we want to say. Like, are there any other rules that you want to, like, bring up in this? Whatever. Just, like, we need to have you know the vice principals talking about the school year, um, and those are basically like the guidelines. Otherwise, you know, make it entertaining, make it fun. This is yeah. for the kids, like whatever. Huge mistake on their part because yeah. what is entertaining and funny to me is not entertaining and funny to a fifty-year-old school administrator, especially yes. when I'm eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. So I made this video. You were in some sketches that we wrote for it about like guys hanging out in the girls' bathrooms and how that was bad. Um, There was a really boring vice principal that talked for like four minutes about something that halfway through it, I just literally cut away to the drill team doing the can-can for 15 (laughs) seconds and then just right back into his speech without any, like, anything. It was like, and I didn't turn it into them until the day before the first day of school. Because you knew. Uh, Also because I was working on it. Because uh, you procrastinated. Well, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, and there's a lot to do. And like edit, like this was 2005 technology. Like I didn't have like the computer editing. So anyway, 
I didn't have a DVD burner. Jessica did. So I edited it on her laptop. Yeah. And years later, I was thinking of it. And I thought, man, that was so funny. Because I remember, like, I went up to the first day of school when they watched it. And I remember, like, walking through the halls and seeing my old AP history teacher. And he saw me and he was like, what the hell, dude? How did you get away with that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. They're real dumb. He's like, I can't believe they, I can't believe they let you do that. I was like, I know. Uh, and so I wanted, I, cause I edited it on her computer. I hadn't seen it since then. I, I was like, I'll reach out to her on Facebook and see if she still has that. Yeah. I'd really, I'd really like that. I think she lost it, but she started talking to me like, how's your life going? Whatever. What are you up to? And then she tells me, Oh, um, you know, uh, yeah, I've been making like YouTube music videos. Like I'm getting more into music. Uh, and she sends me like a recording, like just an audio recording of a song. It was like a cover of an REM song, I think. And I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. And she's like, yeah, here's a video. I put it on YouTube, but I deleted it because people were being mean in the comments. And then it, so it was like on TwitFit or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I watched it and it's a very low light, uh, but it looked like her like singing this song, whatever. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool, whatever. And I don't know. I think just like my spidey sense tingled. Yeah. And I started doing some like, oh, you know what it was? I was like, oh, I'm not familiar with this REM song. And so I went started... to YouTube and I like searched that REM song. And I found this cover of it that was uh, the video that she just sent. Me. <laughs> yeah. And I clicked on it. And then I went to the channel of that person. And it was a girl that kind of looked like her, but was very clear in all the other videos was 100% not her. Yeah. Um, so again, this was eight years later. This was like, we were 25 years old. Yeah. And, Fully formed adults at this point. And she was doing a new different kind of catfishing. And literally for no reason, like I haven't talked to her in years. Right. The first time I catch back up with her, she starts pretending to be, a different person making music on the internet. Right. But sometimes people will fall back into how they acted with certain people. So weird. And also this was a year after the movie catfish came out. And in that movie, one of the ways that he found out she was fake is because she had sent him fake recordings of songs yeah. that she claimed to have made. It was literally like right out of the movie. Like she watched that movie and she was like, Oh, that's me. I'm the hero of this movie. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and then she did it again. Yeah, and I haven't talked to her since then. That's gotta hurt you to have someone insult your intelligence like that multiple times. No, I think I was just confused. I wasn't hurt. I was just like, "What's wrong with you? Yeah, why? Why? Why would you do this? Why? Just give me the thing I want from you and go give away. Give me the video. Yeah, or the sex or whatever. <laughs> oh, so it's what? still. <laughs> No, no, no. That was at that point. It was the video, right? Um, so yeah, that was that was our catfishing situation. Mm, it was fun. Really weird. Uh, and again, catfishing at the start of this wasn't even a thing. And then, and then, because I remember when that documentary came out, being like, "Oh my god, that's crazy! This is just like this girl in high school." Yeah. And Jessica. Then, and then <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> to be clear, as it will be censored later, um, Jessica did it again after the movie came out. So that was wild. Anyway, the chase, don't even know how we got to that. Um, well, the chase is kind of relevant to catfishing. That's true. You're chasing love. love. The chase. People love the chase. People love the chase. Um, it is back. It is now on ABC. 
Chase is back. All right. And that is the song that plays right. uh, at the start You're of the not the show. only one that can sing on this podcast. That is the, I, I, honestly, that was like listening to Angels. Um, and what you. I mean is baseball players on the Anaheim Angels. Just screaming Just, at the top yeah, of their lungs. Exactly. Yeah, um, It's back. The Beast is gone. Oh, no. Brooke Burns is gone. Mm. Replaced by Sarah Haynes, who's on, like, The View. Uh-huh. And she is 100% cotton. What? Haynes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> took me a second. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, in lieu of The Beast, we now have the three greatest Jeopardy champions of all time. Whoa. Uh, those being Ken Jennings, James Holtzauer, and Brad Rutter. Last year, about a year ago, exactly, they competed in like the Jeopardy greatest of all time series. It was like a best of seven who could win the most Jeopardy games. That's crazy. Uh, Because I think at that time, Ken Jennings had the longest winning streak in Jeopardy history. Brad Rutter uh, with like the tournament of champions and stuff that Jeopardy, Jeopardy does. He had the all time highest total winnings from the show of Jeopardy. Dang. And James Holtzauer had the top 10 single highest winning days in Jeopardy history. So they're all very smart. Um, Ken Jennings went on to win that championship. I think it was like a million dollars or something like that. So now he has overtaken Brad Rutter as the winningest Jeopardy wow. person ever again. <clears throat> so anyway, those three guys are the chasers now. And again, it alternates every episode. Yeah. Which one is is in the big seat up on top of the little mountain that he's got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they try to, like, force little nicknames on them like they have <laughs> with all the other people. Like, they call Ken Jennings the professor. And uh, James Holsauer is the high roller because he's a professional sports better. Okay. And uh, they call Brad Rutter the buzzsaw. Because they couldn't think of another name. There's no theme here. No, no, no. At least the other ones, as cheesy as they were, had a particular They're theme. very half-hearted. Yeah. And they don't really use them. Like, they may be interested like, Ken the Professor Jennings! And then it's the only time you say the professor <laughs> okay. at any point in the show. Uh, what's kind of interesting that they do is they have the other two non-competing people in, like, the green room. Right. Watching the show. Uh-huh. And every once in a while... You'll get a bit of commentary interjection from yeah. them on what's going on on the show. It looks like the Matrix room when Neo discovers all the different televisions showing him that the Matrix is multiple levels. Um, I and don't, he's doing funny quips also. He's doing hilarious <laughs> yeah. quips. Um, Mr. Smith? More like mm, Mrs. Smith. The, oh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the movie. the movie. He was referencing yeah. the movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The movie that Smith. broke up Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Is the, they broke up after that? Well, he was in that movie with Angelina Jolie, and supposedly that was... Uh... New chase. A new chase occurred at that point. Yeah. Um, so they're in there kind of interjecting with some of the things there. They've. It's almost exactly the same. They've changed a couple things. Like You don't really see the... Uh, the contestant, before they choose uh, in the head-to-head portion, before they choose what money value they want to go with, you don't really see them conferring with 
yeah. the other contestants much. Um, I kinda, you think it's COVID related? They don't want them like talking at the people. I mean, they're still like 15 feet away. Yeah. Um, but so they, they don't really show that part. Uh, I think they might still do it, just not air it potentially. Because it's um, boring. And then I liked this change. Instead of, um, so in the final chase, when they get their 17 correct or whatever, instead of the uh, chaser starting from zero and trying to get to 17, it starts at 17 and works backwards. Yeah. I like that. The visual of that works better it's like for me. We fought this way and then now I'm taking yeah, that space back. Yeah, it's like taking it back. back. Exactly. I, that works better for me than the way they had done it previously. Yeah. I like that. Um, the problem is like, uh, so Sarah Hain, so now it's in this, it, there's only nine episodes. I think this season, they're all on ABC, obviously higher viewership, higher ratings, more money. So it's, uh, $25,000. I loved this per part. question in the cash. I loved this part. Um, which can be, I, I don't think I ever saw anybody get over 125 in that part, mm -hmm. but then like some of the chasers, like. Ken Jennings is like, um, yeah, come a step closer to me. I'll give you $500,000. Like just insane yeah. high uh, dollar values. But I mean, all these people are scared of these Jeopardy champions. Because, As they should be. I mean, Jeopardy is like the pinnacle of trivia game in the United States. Jeopardy is the Harvard of trivia. Exactly. Um, in that if your dad did it, you can do it too if you have enough money. Right. Um, and then as long as you join the skull and bones, you become president of Jeopardy. Yes, that's true. And you can like sacrifice people mm -hmm. and there are a lot you can. And what happens if there's, if your friend is a photographer and he's trying to get information about the skull and bones, sometimes they get into a scuffle and he's dropped on his head and his neck breaks. And then you have to cover it up. Is this like the movie with Ryan Phillippe? Or what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. But is Ryan Phillippe in it? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah, but it's also the oh, guy from Joshua Dawson's Creek. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That movie was cool. Um, I feel like I'm my, sure it's terrible. I think now. my mom wouldn't let me see it when I was young. I, why? I don't think. I don't know. Uh, there's maybe probably, she oh, was, there was a maybe sex she was scene scared in it. I wanted to join. Well, there's. <laughs> we, which I do to this day. So if you're watching George W. Bush or other affiliated yeah. people, just shoot your boy an invite. Shoot your boy an invite on Google Chat. I guess, yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, they. I've not seen... So there's been three episodes so far. I've watched all of them. I don't think I've seen a single person take the higher dollar value. Yeah, I didn't Everybody's see Everybody's scared. Uh, I've seen a few take the lower dollar value and um, most take what they earned in the... And just go from there. In the cash builder. Um, I feel like Sarah Haynes reads the questions a lot slower than Brooke Burns did. That's exactly what I don't like. You, I think, one, she reads them slower, and two, she reads much longer questions yeah. for the final chase. We need to, like, boom, boom. This is rapid fire. Yes. Like, let's, like, so, interestingly, before he was a Jeopardy champion, before he was a chaser, James Holtzauer was on the Game Show Network version of The Chase as a contestant. Wow. Um... And, I mean, he's probably the greatest Jeopardy player of all time. He doesn't have any of the uh, long-term records in Jeopardy, but in terms of game theory combined with trivia knowledge, I think he's the greatest player ever. Mm -hmm. And that really showed off when he was on the chase as well. Uh, because in... And 
remember this was only five thousand dollars a question on the game show network version on the cash builder yeah in 60 seconds he got 12 correct which i don't think anybody else has ever come close to getting 12 yeah. correct like if you got like forty thousand, that was a really good if you got eight correct questions in the 60 seconds he got 12 of them um and then all three people made it to the final chase and so they started with three they got 24 more questions right wow. in two minutes so they had 27 total by the way of the oh no yeah of the 24 james buzzed in and answered 19 of them <laughs> for his team right um and when the time ran out the beast was still 17 questions away wow from uh, wow. So I think that was the most dominating contestant performance in the history of yeah. the chase. I was reading an article from when James Holzhauer two years ago was on his big Jeopardy winning streak. Uh, and Mark Labette, the Beast, was interviewed as part of the article and be- because, you know, he had faced him on the chase five years earlier or yeah. whatever. And part of what he said was... He was giving credit to American game shows because he said in the UK, they would have just never put this guy on the show. They wouldn't put people this good on the game shows. Yeah. Whereas on the Chase US and on Jeopardy, they put like the best of the best on there and they're not worried about it. And again, I think that's probably part of the cultural difference that we've talked about in terms of UK and US game shows is that us is so much more competitive yeah and the uk is kind of a little more fun and free wheelie yeah in the us we just want to win and win big and we love to see people win and win big like jeopardy's ratings were never higher than when ken jennings was on his 74 game win streak when james holzauer was winning seventy thousand dollars every single day those the the pinnacle of you know modern jeopardy ratings um and so so he kind of talked about how you know Obviously, how brilliant James is in terms of his his game theory, his knowledge, his quick access to all of that knowledge as yeah. well, um, and all that stuff. And so, like the episode where, so there have been three episodes so far. Each of the three Jeopardy champions has been the chaser one time. The one where James was the chaser, I believe he caught them with. 47 seconds left oh on his gosh. two minute clock that's huge <laughs> like just demolished them they had no chance wow. of ever coming close to winning that episode um and so it's impressive again i what i like about this show is that you've got these people competing just against like an amazing force uh and that's it's fun to root for the underdog and it's fun to see people that are dominant dominate so either way it has that entertainment value yeah i like to see um how many people can't beat one person and i think it really goes to show you that uh people are very different and there's a reason why there's one ceo and ten thousand workers in companies wow this just got really socioeconomic and well i mean it's true um but yeah it's it's, I think, a, a pretty good show. I think a not perfect, but 
quite good trivia game show. It's very hard. I yeah, we've talked about. I'm very into trivia and participate in trivia contests and things like that. Is way too hard for me. Yeah. Like, um, it it challenges you. I think that probably the difficulty will probably turn some viewers off because even Jeopardy, there are categories where you could know every answer because you're like, oh, I know this category well. Yeah. Um, you might know like one question on the chase, and then the next question is about like the former capital of Kathmandu or something, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, oh, what? Um, even when in the, ca- uh, the head to head chase where it's the three multiple choice answers, incredibly hard still there. It's yeah. very rare that it's one obvious answer of the three, like it is on who wants to be a millionaire or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's still very, very difficult questions. And of course I also do like that. A lot of times the chaser gives, uh, and, and even the, the contestant, will give their logic of why they got to one answer or the other. Yeah. Like, I kind of like that. I, I like hearing the, well, I knew that this happened in the 80s, so I figured that uh, this person would have been too young, and so it must have been this person, whatever. Like, like yeah. I like hearing that reasoning and knowing that they got that reasoning processed in two seconds that it took them to yeah. buzz in their answer. There was one that uh, was a British one that I was watching and the ladies, it was like, what part of the body is the hyroid in? And she said, well, she answered the throat uh-huh. and she said, well, I'm thinking thyroid glands are in there. So I'm thinking hyroid. And if she hadn't have said the words hyroid and thyroid, which made the logic seem kind of sound, right. she essentially just said, this word sounds like this word. Right. Not, <laughs> and, not great logic. And so, I mean, it worked though. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but do you remember the time that we were playing cranium and I answered, it was, there was a word that was sounded like animatronics and I was like, my logic out loud to our, to our team was, Oh, as like animorphs, animorphs, they transform into something. So I think this word means something transforming into something else. And I got it right. And you were like, that's not what it means at all. The logic is so faulty. And I was like, got it right, because, bitch. Because the anima in animorphs came from animals. Well, the morph was what but determined that they combined makes morph. You can't, if you can't just say the morphs, then people are like, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, I don't remember that, but uh, I still want to argue with you on your logic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember that at all. But I will argue with you to the death on it. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I thought it's good. It's a good show. I think this version is a little clunky. I think it could use some better editing and stuff. Like I like the idea of the other chasers, the other Jeopardy champions, their interjections and things like that. I feel like in the hour-long show, it maybe happens once or twice. And it's it's generally like not even anything that interesting or compelling like i want to see that more frequently and better at the same time like better burns yeah exactly um like i kind of miss the like i said the beast and brooke had a great rapport Mm -hmm. in the game show network version the beast i thought had a good mix of being um condescending and funny and insulting yeah at the same time they 
try to do that a little bit with these guys. They're they don't quite have the right I don't know style like like James for instance he seems very socially awkward in general uh yeah. and so he's very monotone kind of in in everything that he does like I don't know that his insults necessarily work that well um but and, and like we said I feel like Sarah Haynes is very slow especially compared to Brooke in reading the questions yeah. and get, getting through them like uh, like I said, James was able to get 12 correct in uh, one of the cash builder rounds one when, minute. in the one minute with Brooke. I counted how many questions were asked in one of the one minute things uh, on the new episode, and it was seven. <laughs> so like he got 12 right, and he missed a couple, and they were only able to get through seven yeah. uh, in one minute with this. So. I feel like that could be maybe they quicker. do it on purpose because they're offering twenty five yeah, thousand dollars. They're like, yeah, look, the money's more, but just slow the fuck down so we don't <laughs> give out as much of it. Um, so I thought that could be tightened up a little bit, but otherwise, it's, I think it's still a pretty solid show. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, like I said, I kind of, I kind of do miss the beast. I do like the idea of the Jeopardy champions though, uh, because they're in American game show history. They're kind of like the pinnacle yeah. I guess. but i do miss the beast who's kind of a i looked into him a little he's a little like his whole life is like trivia based like trivia competitions and like ranking in the world european trivia rankings and all this wow. stuff um and you know when he was 47 he married his 22 year old second cousin and uh like that a hundred years ago that would not be news <laughs> I just want to put that out there. A hundred years ago, Did nobody you say was second think, cousin. Yeah. Oh, so that's that's fine. I don't know what a second cousin is, but it's not a first cousin. Um, is it like your cousin's daughter? It's your cousin's little sister. Um, wow. You know, you had your cousin, and then this one was your second cousin. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He was uh, he was twenty seven years older than her, or something. But uh, so yeah, that's a little controversial today. Wouldn't have been a hundred years ago. No. Um. But yeah, I, I like it. What are your thoughts? I have some make it betters. Good. I'd love to hear them. Bring in physical money to heighten the tension. It you seems... You love to see piles of money. It seems like fake Monopoly money when it... The only time we ever see this... When it's just on a screen. Exactly. Like when you're playing... When we're playing poker, you know? You're it's playing with all, chips. Just, yeah, it's money. just chips. Right. So I would like to see that brought into the... Here's one that I would like... If they get the answer correct, the chaser throws a wad of cash at them during <laughs> the, the, not the final chase, but the head to head, the head to head. Yes. I think that they should create a time bonus for the contestants during the final chase for every like correct seven questions. The chaser gets five seconds knocked off his time. Okay. And the chaser gets one pass in the final chase without where the contestants. Back. Yeah. I feel like it's unfair to the chaser that I don't think it's unfair. I just I think that would I think anything to heighten the tension adds a little an bit. extra layer of strategy a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I feel like everybody in this show is at such a disadvantage. These people are so fucking smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of most of my improvements, as I mentioned, are kind of just like picking up the pace a little bit. Because, yeah. I mean, per minute of television. Overall, you do get a uh, quite significant 
number of trivia questions yeah. compared to compared to a lot of shows. You know, like I feel again, I feel like Jeopardy is kind of the pinnacle of like straight like trivia questions. What there's like sixty one questions per episode or something like that in a thirty minute episode. Yeah. Um, this you get, you know, each of the three people will get through maybe eight or so questions in the uh, cash builder, five to eight questions in the uh, head to head per person. And then, you know, 20 questions for them and 20 questions for the chaser, basically, yeah. uh, in the final chase. So there is a significant number of questions being asked, which I like. Um, but some of the pacing stuff in terms of when moving from the cash builder to the head to head and things like that and just kind of picking up the general pace of the questions in some of those areas. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're totally completely beholden to the speed at which... She reads it too. Right. There's no visual component right. at all. Well, I read an article about. Uh, it was talking with uh, Bradley Walsh, who was who was the UK host, mm-hmm. and he was saying basically like they have lawyers there watching the whole thing, and like during the uh, the cash builder or the the final chase, like if he stumbles over a word or something, they like stop everything, like analyze the video of the clock exactly what the clock was at at the time that he started that question reset the clock back to there and have him start you don't see any of that in the aired program that's all edited out but anytime there's any little flub or slip up by the host asking the questions they like have lawyers going in and making sure that everything is exactly to the millisecond right so nobody's quote unquote being cheated out of time or money or anything like that. That's crazy. Um yeah, I know. It is it's very crazy. But you know, after after all the scandals and stuff that you're worried about, you gotta yeah, you gotta I be agree. on top of that stuff. Yeah, I thought I think it's a good show. I enjoy it, uh, in terms of basically a straight trivia show. I kinda I think I give it a a four out of five buzzers. I'm giving it a four point five buzzers. Wow, okay. You yeah, like this one? I did. It was fun. Uh, the tension was was tight the entire time. The amount of money was good for me to be interested in actually winning prizes. Yeah. And, um, you know, watching people dumber than me makes my self-esteem higher. So <laughs> I knew that one, you idiot. I knew that yeah, one. Yeah, you dummy. I, I just can't imagine, as with any of these game shows, just being on the spot. Like, when I'm oh, sitting yeah. on my couch, I'm like, easy, got it. This one, this is the answer, this is the answer. But you got it, hot lights on you. In that spotlight i think i would crumble yeah crumble i don't think so i uh, think because we've done stuff in spotlights before yeah i know but like if you if you have to answer like that rapid fire i think that's what would screw me up i think okay. like you give me three seconds to formulate an answer like even on jeopardy i can read the question before he finishes reading it and be ready to prepare an answer yeah. before you're allowed to buzz in on jeopardy mm-hmm. on this it's like they're speaking they finish speaking they don't even have to finish speaking. You can cut them off if you know the answer yeah. before they finish the question. Um, just that time limit, I think, would really put the pressure on and yeah. mess with your brain. But anyway, so yeah, average is a uh, 4.25 buzzers from the two of us. Nice. Pretty impressive. Yeah, it is pretty impressive. Um, and yeah, that's it. Anything else to add? Um, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our second sponsor, H.J. Hines II, uh, the heir to the J. Hines Company, who was a 1930s Skull and Bones um, so graduate. So Hines, 
the ketchup is sponsoring us or just the guy? Yes. Okay. This has been another episode of Come On Down on The Chase. You can follow us on Instagram. You can you can like our post like Ruby Rose, the famous actress, did the other day. And then unlike it. Don't worry about that part. Just worry about the like part. I will edit out that th- second thing that you just said. <laughs> follow us on Instagram at Come On Down Show. Um, email us at Come On Down Show at gmail.com. Whatever. We've got a website too. Google it. It's not going to show up in the results. No, it's not. Uh, and we will see you guys next one. You know what? Next week. What did you just say? Next wine. Next wine. <laughs> next wine. We'll see you guys next one. <laughs>